How's it going? To end. How's it going? To end. How's it going? To end. How's it going? How is it going to end? How's it going to end? How's it going to end? How's it going to end? How is it? How's it going to end? What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to How's it Going to End. How you doing? That's great. Uh, sorry, late episode, but you know, got struck with the with the with a dose of the fucking of the deep depressions. You know, the kind where you don't want to move your ass for a couple days straight. And I had two days off, so I thought just spend them in bed the entire day. Um, but except for I did go to pretty much it live. That was the only thing I did in the last couple days, and that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know if you know about if you've seen pretty much it or not. So, uh, this guy Eric, he does uh, movie commentaries, and um, they came. To, he came to New York to do one, and we watched Mamma Mia two <laughs> with a huge crowd, and it was a sing along, and it was fucking awful, but it was fun. And then I was like, oh, I have to record an episode, and then I thought, but you could also just lay down and go to sleep, and that 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 one that day, <laughs> um. But you know, still trying to pump this shit out. Um, God, it's fucking hot in New York, man. It's hot and it's fucking humid. It's like 90 degrees and humid as shit. And it's fucking nasty. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we got some shit to talk about. Oh, you know what I did? You know what I did? I, what, I was so surprised genuinely about this. I saw Elvis and I, and I, I loved it. Didn't expect that. Didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. Um, Austin Butler is phenomenal in it. I, I think we all kind of assumed he would be. But there's that whole new thing now with um, these biopic actors where it's like, did you know that they spoke like them for two months straight? And it's like, yeah, well, you know, at this point, if you don't, you're not going to get nominated for an Oscar. You know what I mean? I think that that's that's kind of like the, the lead-in with all these huge biopic performances where it's like, did you know they wore the same underwear that they, that person wore in 1960 every day? And it's like, Oh, well, that's great. Let's, let's make sure they all get nominated. And then that's how you get nearly like what, four out of six, uh, nominees in the Oscars are, are playing real people. Um, but yeah, no, it, phenomenal performance from this fucking guy. I mean, I don't know. I think we all expected him to sound like him and all that. And he doesn't look like young him, but when he gets older and they start kind of like molding his features, he looks just like him and he sounds just like him in the music and the, 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 oh my God, I don't know why I can't think of a, a stranger casting than Tom Hanks in this movie. Just the, the weirdest, the weirdest casting to me. I just, in a world where we've had like in the last, you know, five or four, Five, six years, we've had performances like Gary Oldman in Darkest Hour and and um, who else? I wrote them all fucking down because it's that important to me. Jared Leto and House of Gucci, not saying it was a great performance. I'm saying performances where the actor gets lost in the prosthetics. You look at them and you go, there's no way that's fucking Gary Oldman or, or Jared Leto or fucking Tom, uh, uh, what's his fucking name? Christian Bale in Vice as Dick Cheney or... Uh, Colin Farrell as the penguin. That's not a real person, but you look at him and you think that's a different person than Colin Farrell. How the fuck does it, does it, we get Tom Hanks and it just seems like in like a fat suit and fat makeup. It's just so surprising to me that they didn't like add a couple more layers to his face to make him not look 
like Tom Hanks. It's just Tom Hanks the entire movie. And he does the strangest, like, voice. There are some who make me the villain to be this story. And it's just, it's so strange. It's so out of place for such a a, 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 a purposefully, like, wacky and intense movie. You have this, this character that, or this role, I wouldn't say character, uh, that is just so strange. I don't know why you would... He seems like the strangest uh, casting decision, in my opinion. I don't know. And if you cast him, why would you not want to make him not Tom Hanks? Right? You're making this movie about this fucking guy who, like, uh, manipulated Elvis. Wouldn't you want to make him not Tom Hanks, who's like, everyone knows Tom Hanks is a good guy? I don't know. It made no sense to me. It's so strange. In, In a time where prosthetic makeup can make you look like a new person and you can just live life as this person, you know? Maybe we're just spoiled after the last couple of years. I mean, even fucking uh, Charlize Theron in Monster looked like a, looked like Eileen Wuornos, and that was how Jesus, how many years ago? A couple decades? Am I wrong? Yeah, probably. I don't know. It's just so strange. It's the only part of the movie that I, I, I really. It's just distracting. You don't want that to be happening in your fucking movie. I mean, another comparison, just an easy comparison that kind of doesn't make sense, but it kind of does because it's still Tom Hanks in 1883. The 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 uh, Taylor Sheridan show uh, about you know fording the Oregon Trail basically. There's a scene. Tom Hanks is in it for like a, a scene. You know, he plays a, a, a Union general, and he's there, and it you it does not pull you out of it. You look at it, and it's Tom Hanks with a fucking old Civil War mustache, and it's it's just Tom Hanks, but it's not like oh that's annoying. Like now I can't really think about it, or like you know everyone complained about uh, what's his face the redhead in Game of Thrones. Uh, 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 Sheeran? Was it Ted Sheeran? Oh, God. What's his fucking name? Ed Sheeran. Oh, I wasn't that off. <laughs> That's hilarious. Ted Sheeran. Somewhere out there. Um, it's like that. It's like you're watching a whole movie, and you're in the entire movie you're going, That's Tom Hanks just in really... I'm not going to lie. I, I don't want to... I feel bad because, you know, a lot of people worked on it, but the makeup just did not... It, it it looked like old makeup. And if you look at most prosthetic effects now, they're like all separate pieces and moving parts so that it looks like separate parts of a face and, and skin moving around. And I don't... It just didn't do it for me. Everything else in the movie I loved. I love Baz Luhrmann's fucking... Uh, electric momentum. I love that it starts off and it's immediately, you know, he's walking around in a giant billiard table and it's just ridiculous. And, and Baz Luhrmann knows how to be ridiculously extravagant like that, you know, with, his, with with all his movies. I mean, it made me want to rewatch The Great Gatsby and that's not a good movie, but it's just fantastic the way Baz Luhrmann fucking seduces the audience with his movies, you know? Um, and then they do the the the, the final... Elvis Las Vegas performance and and he looks unrecognizable talk about unrecognizable you know they make Austin Butler look like Elvis a couple weeks before his death and it looks exactly fucking like him sounds just like him I don't know it's just the strangest thing the most out of place thing also I I had Sophie from that final scene on a couple episodes ago four or five episodes ago we talked about who we would rather have directed uh, um, uh, House of Gucci instead of fucking Ridley Scott Baz Luhrmann would have crushed House of Gucci. That's what House of Gucci should have been. I know this is an old conversation at this point. House of Gucci should have been ridiculous and gold and extravagant and sparkly and fucking and and, and full of like like you know deep seated murder and and, and mystery and, and and gold and 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 you know glitter and it should have been a fucking wacky fucking you know. It was strange. That's that's who 
Oh, you, you, that's how you get to direct the movie about the Gucci's and murder is fucking Baz Luhrmann. That would have been a good one. And you know, what's funny. I don't mind actually the whole idea that it's, it's, you know, from the perspective of, uh, uh I think his name was, uh, Tom Parker, Colonel Tom Parker for an Elvis movie. I don't, I think that it would have been more interesting if it was uh, Priscilla's uh, point of view. Cause you, you know, that's, um, although that's more done often than not, like that's more of a cliche, but his perspective of like, you know, starting the movie with, they said I killed him, I didn't kill him. That's a really interesting perspective to do for the guy who like, you know, ran Elvis into the ground at Las Vegas, basically. Would have been, would have been interesting. What a weird fucking casting. I can't, I just can't get over it. Tom Hanks should not have been in that movie. Or if he, if he, if he did, hey Tom, be less Tom Hanksy, you know? I don't know, man. Just strange. I have some bits of news that I've actually been really stoked about. News for things that I'm I'm really looking forward to. For example, uh, I don't know if anyone has seen Terrifier. You know the 2016 horror slasher um, with like the clown and it's super fucking gory and. Uh, well, they made a second one. It's been happening actually for a while and they finally have, they're finally going to release it. They have, uh, they're going to exclusively release Terrifier 2 on a, a, a streaming service called Screenbox. It's a horror streaming service, which is really interesting, um, to go that genre specific, but apparently there's a bunch of them like that, but this whole streaming services point is to show like the most obscure horror movies on their platform which is great you know let's expand that that you know creative fucking net but i'm so excited for this one i'm such a huge fan of the original and uh the art the clown is such a fucking figure now at this point in horror i mean and and i love i mean i've talked about it a bunch i fucking love excessive blood and gore i think it's i think the more ridiculous the better i think that if you if you play something as ridiculous as excessive blood and and gore um as serious and as horrifying it just makes it infinitely more scary so like the 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 ridiculous shit that happens in that movie just ups the fucking like terrifying factor to me i can i can watch those any day i can watch i can watch terrifier any any fucking day and that might let you know a little bit more about my mental health than it needs to but fuck it's so good and now we're getting the second one it's going to premiere sometime by halloween this year so i don't know if they're doing any theater releases i hope so i think they're probably going to do whatever maybe festivals or something but i would prefer to watch it in a movie theater but uh yeah no uh i'm excited for it a pair so the screen the screen box manager managing director said that fans are not prepared for what they're about to experience, which if you've seen the first one and then you hear that, you, you, your skin fucking crawls in a good way. And then the director, uh, Damien Leon, said, uh, imagine if Art the Clown was in charge of the prom, mayhem, and Carrie meets David Lynch meets Maniac. <laughs> that sounds fucking crazy. I want it right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm excited. That's going to be good. Halloween movies, man. Halloween, best holiday. Best holiday. Christmas is is excessive with the presents. Everyone loves to talk about consumerism and all that shit. Move off of it. Thanksgiving is fine only for the food. Everything else about Thanksgiving sucks ass. Uh, Halloween is the shit, man. Halloween, you get to watch fucking a bunch of scary movies. Watching a scary movie on Halloween is much better than watching Christmas Story or any other Christmas movie. Home Alone, you know, before Christmas or anything like that. You know what I mean? 
Oh, man. I can't wait. No, dude. That's going to be my shit. I'm going to get this streaming service. I'm going to sign up. <laughs> I haven't signed up for Peacock or fucking Apple TV Plus, but I'm going to sign up for this. Sorry. Nothing on Apple TV Plus or Peacock is worth fucking signing up for. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, McGruber. I know you're on Apple TV. I know you're on Peacock. I'm sorry. I haven't seen it. I'm not going to sign up for fucking Peacock just for McGruber. I can't do it. Release physical copies or I'm sorry. <laughs> what else? Uh, we're getting a, a community update for all my community fans, you know, for all the people who obsess about this show as much as I have. We're going to, a movie update. We got it from, from Joe McHale. Nothing confirmed yet, but he's, he's basically saying like, everybody's on board. Now they have to actually go about making it. And that's, that has to go through so many different levels of fucking red tape at this point. But fuck yeah, dude. Community is the shit. One of the greatest shows. And uh, if we get, if we, if they finally commit to their hashtag and a movie, that's going to be so fucking cool. You know what I mean? I mean, at this point, after they put community on Netflix, they couldn't have put community on Netflix at the perfect time. I mean, at a more perfect time. Uh, fucking right before, right as the pandemic was basically hitting, that's when I first watched it. You know, I never watched it when it was happening. I always had, I had a friend who constantly told me to check it out. And I was like, but oh, seven, six seasons, man. I don't really want to like get into a whole thing. Pandemic hit. I watched Bojack Horseman. I watched a bunch of other shit. And then I was like, all right, fine. I'll check this out. And then I think I finished it in like two weeks. I, I ran through it to a point where I, I, I almost immediately watched it again. I rewatched the first season. I was like, oh, wow, it's a little different. I don't want to get back into it. <laughs> but fuck, man. If they make a community movie, and then at the same time, yeah, so I, I I binged through all the community, and then they did the, the 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 table read reunion, on a Zoom, and I was like, oh my god, I'm so happy I get to be a part of this. <laughs> There's something so funny about when you when you just enter a fandom, and you're like, oh my god, it's like active, shit's going on. Joe McHale and Ken Jong started the Darkest Timeline podcast, and I was like, oh yeah, this is the shit. I get to be in on the joke. It's so cool. So if they make this fucking movie. I think, he, I think he said something like, uh, before when I'd answer, yeah, I have the exact quote. I'm not going to pretend like I'm fucking plagiarizing. He said, before when I answer, when I answered the question, I'd be like, maybe I have no idea. But now when it's with this, with its success on the streamers during the pandemic, the interest has returned. I would say it's more likely than ever, which is like, fuck yeah, dude. Come on. How the fuck has this not happened yet? Have we gotten a Downton Abbey movie, but not a community movie? I know there are Downton Abbey fans. I get it. Don't fucking hate me. I'm sorry. I can't watch your show. I like, you know, uh, uh, dialogue-heavy dramas, but Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) Eh. I'm going to take the second to say, if you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen, if you could leave a rating and a review, that would be really cool and helpful. And if you're watching on youtube if you could subscribe that'd be cool if you could you know comment leave your thoughts below i have to start doing that more often (laughs) i don't know i don't want this to start feeling like a job but at some point you got to really start tackling shit i guess um all right here's something that i fucking called as soon as i saw it uh I think it was basically confirmed by Kevin Feige. Is it Feige or Feig? Who gives a shit? It was basically confirmed by Feige that uh, they included uh, uh, John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic 
as like quote unquote or something. Okay, not quote unquote or something. That's fucking stupid. Basically as like a treat for the fans. He was like, our fans are so passionate. We wanted to give them a fucking treat or whatever. Dude, Jesus Christ. I mean, like I, I fucking called it as soon as I saw it. It's a pure and utter fan service. And it was like, and you know what's funny? You know how like most people are, are, are kind of seeing through it. Most people expected the wildest of cameos. You know what I mean? Like Tom Cruise as uh, Iron Man or whatever. And then when you get something like a John Krasinski, uh, Mr. Fantastic, it's a it's such a transparent stoop for fan service to for for like that moment in the theater where everyone claps and goes crazy. I wonder how many different um, cameos that they ran through because there had to be like 15, 10 or fifteen different people that they were like and and final member of the Illuminati, you know, fucking. There had I'm telling you there probably was a different Black Panther. There probably was a different, um, maybe like a just different Marvel characters like a like a uh, what's his face the fucking water guy. What was his fucking name? Soro, some bullshit like that. Um, it had to be because when you film something like that where everyone is separate and everything is on a green screen. And then you could just substitute whoever the fuck you want. And then you hear Elizabeth Olsen talking about how she never met John Krasinski, which is hilarious. So fucking funny. And I get it. They filmed it over the pandemic a lot. So maybe you won't see who you're talking to. But fuck, man. It makes you wonder how many different people and how much, how many different lines of dialogue there were for different characters. You know what I mean? But back to fucking Krasinski. He did not do a good job. That's the problem I have with fucking people who wanted him in the first place. He looks good with fucking a beard and gray sideburns. That's it. John Krasinski, is, he's so much better at heavy-handed, like, quippy sarcasm, which is why I've always said he'd be a fucking fantastic Hal Jordan over Mr. Fantastic because, hey, I didn't even realize I did that. Hal Jordan is a sarcastic asshole. You know what I mean? Krasinski would, would kill that character. Mr. Fantastic, Reed Richards is a, is a, he's a dry narcissist. He's an ignorant, no, not ignorant. Uh, what's the fucking word I'm thinking of? Hold on. Nobody, nobody talk. Everyone shut up. There we go. Uh, Fantastic is an arrogant character. He's, he's a dry, arrogant narcissist. He's not ignorant. You know, the whole joke of like, don't move Wanda, uh, and one whisper from Black Bolt's mouth. And it's like, it's so obvious. I think even Sam Raimi said it was just there to have him in and then kill him. It's like, if that's not the most transparent use of a company being like, here's something shiny, clap for us. You know what I mean? Ugh. So disappointing. I don't know. And I know that we're probably going to get like a, another Fantastic Four update at San Diego Comic-Con. They're, they're bringing it back to Hall H and... um later this month, I think. Right. So, you know, maybe he'll, he'll just play a variant in, in the current universe of Reed Richards or whatever, but just disappointing personally. I, I, I didn't, I enjoyed it fine. I, I did not expect them to jump that low in terms of fan service. I did not expect that like, like Disney to be like, all right, fine. We'll give you this one. That's genuinely like DC going fine, we'll give you uh, Willem Dafoe as Joker. You know what I mean? That's how it feels because it's like it's in such fan demand that it's almost like fantasy fan demand at that point. And most fans, even though they say, like, we want to see Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic, they see him and they're like, oh, I don't like it, you know? And sure, uh, 
the idea sounds fine, but then you get some, you get it, and you're like, oh, I don't, mm. you know. And then, ladies and gentlemen, the smartest man alive on the planet, whatever. It's like Reed Richards is supposed to walk into a room and go, I know I'm the smartest motherfucker. Nobody has to announce it. They do it, and it's like, and that just makes his fucking death even more hilarious. His spaghettification. You know? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens at Hall H. I think I'm going to keep this one short and sweet. What else is there to talk about, really? Other than the king of the, of the world. We don't have to talk about that, though, right? All right. I think that's going to be it. If you want to follow the podcast, you can follow on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. You can rate and review there. Like I said earlier, it helps a lot. You can subscribe on YouTube, Comedian to Cinema, to watch the podcast, to to look at my beautiful set and my 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 whiskey I keep on the window that I haven't actually had a drink of in a while. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram, Comedian of Cinema. And yeah, that'll be it, man. See you guys next week. Hopefully, with a person. I say it. I say it every week. Hopefully, next week I have somebody here with me. Um, we'll see. Maybe I'll just interview a fucking person on the street. See ya.